Welcome back to episode. Well, actually, welcome back to the podcast. Welcome to episode eight. Wait, we gotta do the the clap. We already got it. I think. Oh, you, you want to restart it? I said we do the clap. Okay, at least I need it. Welcome back to the Spencerberg Podcast, episode number eight. I always want to say, "Oh my god, it's so crazy." We got so many episodes, but we're kind of getting used to it now. Yeah, it is Thursday morning, afternoon, and it is raining outside like crazy. California, why are you raining so much, man? I know the rain is wild we had like one week of uh constant rain and that stopped and now it's back and i'm like Bi- bipolar when can i wash my car though i want to know when i can drive without fearing my life because i'm running federal tires on my car yeah uh so quick one minute check-in everything has been going thankfully pretty smoothly uh if you guys don't know i run a social media agency where we help companies with their marketing uh when the virus hit we kind of lost a lot of business and it's kind of been tough but the nice thing is the last couple of days we've had pretty good amount of leads we have new clients coming on board uh, a lot of product companies a lot of automotive companies uh, and we're thankfully staying afloat so everything's going pretty well here uh right now everything is smooth the podcast has been going pretty well we haven't had the opportunity to record as much as we want to only because i live an hour and a half away which has been hard so hopefully when the virus is over i can get a spot in orange county other than that parker how has the last few days been what's what's been going on um i've just been here alone Basically, I'm just doing kind of my normal work and uh, working on some other personal business stuff. Um, But yeah, it's been really mellow here and kind of nice to just have this this whole place to myself. You feel focused? Chill out. Yeah, especially when I'm here alone, like I don't get sidetracked. And when you at least when you're here or like anyone else, I I always just talk about random stuff. That's how I am, too. Uh, It's hard. The one thing I've noticed is being home and trying to be motivated at my house. Yeah, I can't do that. And it's not even my house. I'm living at my mom's house right now in the living room, and I don't mind it, but it's hard for me to open the laptop and be like, all right, let's close deals. Yeah. Like, I got a couple sales calls yesterday, and I'm like doing my sales calls, trying to close stuff. My mom is like, oh, my God, you're so good at selling on the phone. I'm like, mom, this is normal life for me, (laughs) which I appreciate her love for that, but it's just hard because then her cat's running around trying to chase me, and I'm trying to close deals on the phone. it, it's things could be worse it is nice though because dude my mom has been making me peanut butter and jellies and like <laughs> doing my laundry for me i always forget how nice that is yeah like when i've lived on my own since i was 18 so last 10 years i've been on my own and living with my mom again is like you forget about how she she cleans up and like your parents yeah. help you it's like it's actually really nice yeah that's true and i i have to like separate like work and kind of home life otherwise it just i don't know it doesn't it doesn't mesh well when you try to work from home. There has to be a separation where you go from your, your home. Like home to me is relax. Yeah. And then work. When I walk through this door right here, I'm like, all right, let's go. Let's create. Let's film. Let's do audio. Like I don't, it's, it's hard to have a home where it's like you have to have all that together. Yeah. But regardless, I'm, I'm thankful for what we have right now. Everything's going okay. Um, yeah, everything's cool. So Parker, if you want to start us off topic number one, this is all you take it away. Yeah, so recently, or not recently, I've been following this company for uh, quite a long time. They're called ASC Fabrics, and they basically make M-inspired fabrics for enthusiasts. They sell it by the foot, um, and I'll put up some photos of this on the screen right now so you can kind of see what I'm talking about. But the first photo we have is uh, of these Recaro seats, and in, in the inserts, um, in the middle of the seat, they have, I believe this one is called the M-Hurricane. Uh, that cloth is really nice. So I just think these are really cool and they're common on E30s, E36s, and they've actually done some E46 stuff as well. I don't see this on like E92 cars and up, but... Uh, I feel like you see it on the stitching. 
Like yeah. sometimes you see the little subtle hints here and there, but like most of the time, this is more of like the early nineties, like confetti style. Yeah. And I feel like, uh, these options on like, you know, an E30 or E36 were super rare. So mm-hmm. being able to like customize your own seats and door cards and shift boot, I think it's really cool. That'd be so cool to see this whole setup, like in this E30 right here to have that in an E92. Yeah, that would be sick. I I don't I'm not a big fan of cloth interior, but I know it's like very purist. Like I love yeah. Alcantara, so this is kind of down that line, but I like this look. I would have like a I don't know if I'm the kind of person to have like a wallet that has this design or have like a keychain. I'm not really into that accessory stuff, but if there was like, you know, if you have like a cool collector shoe like how I have yeah. back here, I would buy some for like display purposes. Yeah, well there's like there's like tasteful uh, mods that you can do with this but mm-hmm. i feel like if you're putting on everything like your steering wheel and stuff it gets really really tacky yeah. really fast and I, I like the shift boot i think that's enough for me yeah that's really nice and I, f- I feel like if you don't know what it is it definitely looks tacky mm-hmm. it has to fit the style like i watched tj hunt's video and he put those recaros in his supra and they're like confetti style he got them from yeah, the top ring place and sabrina his girlfriend gets in the car and she's like oh these seats are hideous yeah. and you can see the pain in tj's eyes he's like no i love these seats and i do too if you're an enthusiast you understand that yeah this that's the the era of like the 90s jdm cars yeah that's just how it is so th- the point there is what you just said is if you don't know what it is you think it's ugly yeah but when you're a peer it's like oh dude that's cool yeah and if any other like enthusiast sees this then they'll be really stoked oh yeah this is cool though, because this is very automotive related on what we do, and I just I didn't think about this kind of stuff. I have seen like carbon fiber companies, but this fabric, like that's I respect that. That's really cool. Yeah, it's super specific, but that's just something I wanted to feature because I thought it was cool. Um, but moving on to the second topic of the day, um, I just launched brand new turbos on my website. So I have I own a company called M54 Builds, and we have a website called M54Builds.com. And I just launched the Steam Speed Turbos. Um, so they're obviously upgraded units, and they can make upwards of about 750 wheel horsepower. Ooh. So currently they're, they're tested up to 720 wheel horsepower, which is crazy for upgraded twins. That's a lot of power. That's usually what people make on single turbos. Um, but yeah, with the right fuel and supporting modifications, you can make plenty of power. It's the TDO4 design. And most of the other turbos are the TDO3 design, which is a smaller housing. Um, these ones don't have a core charge, so you don't have to send your turbos back uh, after you get the new ones. And the manifolds are less restrictive. Um, so, yeah, it's 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 a really cool uh, new design. And it's not, it's not brand new because they've been tested for the past couple of years without any failures. So... I'm really excited to have these on my website and maybe down the road I'll run on my car if I don't sell it. But I'm just really excited to kind of get into the N54 performance market because so far I've only really had cosmetic stuff, mm-hmm. but this is the first big performance one. So we'll see how people react to it and how people like it. Do most people with N54 go to single turbo setup? Is that like really popular? It's really popular. Yeah. There's like top mount single turbo setups, which is the ones that you see in the engine bay. And then yeah. there's the bottom mounts want bottom mount ones, which kind of mount where the factory twin turbos mount. Mm-hmm. And it's pretty popular, but all the boost is high in the rev range. So you lose all that low end torque, mm-hmm. which for a daily driver, a single turbo car is like not really ideal because you have to rev it out to really get all the power out of it. But with, uh, upgraded twin turbos you get a bunch of torque down low 
and all that boost comes on really early on. So you don't have any kind of like like turbo lag, not or really. not as much. Like not as much. Yeah. yeah. The the factory twin turbos basically have zero lag at all. Mm-hmm. You know, you step on the gas and they kick in right away. These these upgraded turbos, since they are bigger, they'll have a little bit of lag, but um, nothing compared to a single turbo car. So it's it's very usable for a daily driver, and you can make like. 700 wheel horsepower do n54s crazy. come with twin turbos or is it single yeah. tur- oh they do yeah twin turbos okay. from the factory so these just basically replace it um and the install isn't super hard like any bmw performance shop will be able to do it so that's yeah. cool yeah if you guys want to check them out definitely uh click the link in the description n54builds.com you can check them out on instagram too they post pretty much every single day um i have never really been a big fan of the three series or like the one series stuff but since parker came on board and he started doing it i remember when we were talking about when i was like you should start a fan page yeah and you started one and it blew up now your engagement's out the roof yeah it's unbelievable yeah, it, dude. just the post i did yesterday was that you know i got 3500 likes and it had 1,500 shares. That's insane. 1,500 people DM'd it to their friends. Wow. That's so. amazing. I did the same thing with M3 Connection. I found a really, really sick, uh, it was a V8, um, I guess a V8 race series from about five years ago of E92, just back, dude, series, shut series up. always. The f- every on. time, man. Yeah. And I found it and I, I kind of spliced it up and made a video and I saw the shares and it was like 150 shares within the first 20 minutes. Yeah. It's like, how the hell is this happening? That's crazy. But that's, that's cool. I, I like... Like I was saying, when you started the page, I wasn't sure. Then I started seeing the post go out. I'm like, dude, these are crazy builds. And yeah. We featured the 800 horsepower one last week. And dude, I didn't know this was such a big market. Yeah, it's a huge market. And it's super accessible too, because you can get one of these cars for about 10 grand. Yeah. And then you can put money into it. The next thing you know, you have a high horsepower car. Yeah. Do you, exactly. I want to ask you one question. Do you feel like this platform, obviously, from what I know, it's a modern 2JZ from the Supra? This, these three series, do you feel like it's too much for a lot of people to handle? Because you can get the car for ten to 15000 and you could be like a, a young kid and then throw four to $6,000 at it, and you have a, like a 500-horsepower-plus car. Yeah, yeah, you can make a lot of power on the factory twin turbos. You oh. can make – I've seen people make 500, but it's not very reliable. Yeah, it's just so a matter of like time when it blows up. You know, mine makes 400 and it's a lot like it's your car is fast. Yeah, it's pretty it's pretty quick. Yeah. Um, But yeah, like even when you upgrade turbos and stuff, if you're a lot of younger guys are into them, too. Yeah, uh, they're pretty like pretty easy to drive, I would say. And a lot of people get the autos mm-hmm. so you don't have to deal with shifting and stuff. And um, but yeah, they, they can be dangerous for sure because it has like an open diff as well. So if you don't upgrade to an LSD, it's also kind of sketchy. Yeah, and you have like sketchy. 700 horsepower. <laughs> um, but yeah, I, I think it's really awesome to see like uh, everything involved with the M54 community. I've kind of like immersed myself into it because mm-hmm. it's been around for a really long time. People started modding these right when they came out yeah. because they saw the potential. What was the first year that they came out? Uh, first year, 2007 for the N54 motor. Yeah. Gotcha. So you've been around for a while. Yeah. So there's like tons of companies and that's why there's so much aftermarket support. Um, you know, there's just so many options, but who's the leader right now in aftermarket stuff for N54? Um, well, it depends like what it is. Sean Mashimaro is, he sells a ton of parts, you know, he sells a little bit of everything. Yeah. So yeah, he, he's definitely one of the leaders. Um, as far as like vendors go, there's a couple other guys that are pretty popular, uh, like Colorado M50X. Mm-hmm. Um, 
and rush customs but as far as like the leader in like uh manufacturers i'd say pure turbos is huge they make a, a lot of people run pure turbos yeah. mhd is the main tuning platform that people use so there's different categories where people fall into place of like tuning yeah. aftermarket and then like cosmetic and stuff like exactly, that exactly okay. yeah yeah that, so that's cool it's kind of like uh palm performance or yeah you know like uh rk tunes that, that sort of thing okay there's like someone popular for each section yeah that makes sense i get that uh so every time we make a podcast we always make a list of notes and typically we'll try to throw in some extra stuff that we don't usually talk about so much but parker put here uh what's your bucket list road trip uh, dude that's that's hard because yeah. i've i just did two road trips that yeah. were three thousand miles from uh orange county california to miami florida and then back again to san diego which yeah that was a long long, long. i did the first drive was three days it was three 12 hour days the drive back was one day was 18 hours and one day was like 20 hours yeah or something like that and it was crazy for I, this question think you can stop you can do like maybe five hours of driving a day stop yeah. at a nice hotel like your budget's kind of unlimited just your dream bucket list road trip i would say uh there's two different ones that i would do i would i'd love to go drive out to colorado like during the winter with yeah. like a Ford Raptor. That'd be sick. And just go hit the mountain, learn how to snowboard. Like, yeah. dude, I love sledding when I was in Michigan. That was like my thing. Yeah. But learning how to snowboard and then spending time out there. The second one would be New York City because I went out there to film a couple different cars and it was just for work. Like Gibbs yeah. and I were just running around. I'd love to go back to Manhattan and spend like some time there and drive around all New York because New York's beautiful. Yeah. Like there's driving roads back in, in like, uh, I don't know what it's called, but there's a couple roads we went on. But yeah, I, w I would say Colorado and New York would be the next road trips I want to take. Yeah. How about Anything you? out of the country or just? Uh, I mean, road trip, it's hard to drive on the water, but <laughs> I don't know. I mean, <laughs> no, I'm saying like, I mean, this is your bucket list road trip. Any car, any country, wherever oh, you want. Oh, dude, Nürburgring, 100%. Yeah. There I you go. I, would, I was like, no, where, dude. where's the bucket <laughs> list? Like, you can do New York easy. I didn't know. I didn't know you meant like worldwide. I would. I would do the first choice. One hundred percent is I would drop everything right now and run out that door and go straight to Germany. Yeah, one hundred percent. I would drive through Switzerland. I'd meet all the guys out there at Custom Race Tech at uh, Team Schreimer and Apex, and then I would demand an E ninety two M three from Schreimer that I can take her on the ring for ten different laps. The, the Schirmer GT. Or yes, that is my dream car. What about? I mean, Germany for me for sure. How about you? Um, I think I would probably go to somewhere like the uh, French Riviera and yeah. probably like an Aventador SV, mm -hmm. something something crazy like that, just super loud and um, maybe like a Roadster. That'd be cool. That'd be cool in the middle of the summer. Um, yeah, I don't know who I would take, but someone. someone. I'd probably find some girl and be like, hey, <laughs> we're going. On Hinge? Yep. <laughs> Hell yeah. I mean, I would take my friends. I'd want a whole group of my friends. Yeah. All my true. car guys and be like, hey, let's all just chip in. And I like having a group. Like I watched uh, I watched Chris Chan a lot. I used to. And he would travel all around the world with his skateboard friends. And he'd be with a group of 10 people. Yeah. And they just split like Airbnb and sleep on the floor and just wake yeah. up and skate all day around Europe. That's so cool. Like, it kind of reminds me of like Danny Duncan. Like he always yeah. has his crew around him. That's which the best is so thing. cool. Having a group of friends like that encourages you so much more to do crazy stuff. Yeah. And I love that. And I not just crazy stuff, but be adventurous. Yeah. So yeah, I would take a group of friends and then car for me, do any kind of built E ninety two. Yeah. Or E ninety, as long as it's built. That'd be dope. 
Yep. Uh, so we're featuring a build today. We have a, I don't know what the, how this guy DM me and said it was a 2007. I thought E90s started in 2008. Maybe I'm wrong, but I don't know, early model. He has a 2007 E92 M3. His Instagram is space gray M3. Uh, I, I really love this car because it looks like mine. It's pretty much the, the same setup. He's got Apex ARC8s, GT4 front lip, got upgraded headlights. Uh, he's got it pretty much slammed. I mean, it has a GTS wing from what I can see. Uh, he sent over a nice build sheet, and I'll go through it right now. He has Apex ARC8s, 9.5 by 18, 10.5 by 18, 265 35s in the front, 295 30s in the rear. I feel like that's a really popular setup to run a smaller sidewall in the rear. Yeah. Yeah, well, it's it's because, like, depending on the width of the tire, because the sidewall number is a percentage of the width. Mm-hmm. So 295.30, that's 30% of 295. So essentially it's, like, comparable to 265.35 because that's 35% of 265, if that makes sense. Well, the... The rear tire obviously needs to have more grip since it's rear-wheel drive, so you want to run the biggest tire you can, but once you start getting into the sidewall being too big, you're going to hit the fender, so that makes sense. I just, I don't know. I feel like it, if it looks okay, I I mean, from what I can see, it looks fine. You can't really tell a difference. Um, But yeah, GTS spoiler, GT4 front lip. He has KW suspension V1. That's what he's installing. He's got OEM performance spoiler. So it looks like he has OEM headlights that are painted black. has a stock muffler with cat delete, which sounds amazing. Um... He currently has Recaro pole position seats on the way, CAE shifter. I love, love, love that shifter. Rear seat delete. Um, I can't even pronounce that. Got a club sport roll cage, KWs, and a stop tech brake kit. That is the best kind of build you can do, man, when you upgrade everything like that. And it's cool because it's not too it's not too much. I feel like uh, I don't want to say it too much, but you know, ten to fifteen thousand dollars put into a, a this platform and you have a race car. Yeah. You have a legit race car when you do all this. Oh yeah. Which I love, this is why I love the M3 so much. You can do, you don't need a lot of power. You don't need to be supercharged. You don't need to have a stroker motor. As long as you have some more airflow coming in and you have these performance mods and you have the cosmetics, you can go on the track and have a legit race car. Yeah, in the 92 M3, I I don't think they need anything touched up with the engine. Maybe like a GTS tune or something, Mm -hmm. but they definitely need, you know, a big brake kit. They need KWs like or something like that. The KW Club Sports I know are like, really nice for the track people say they're a little much for the street just because they're literally like track uh, yeah they're aggressive setups you know like camber plates that sort of deal and maybe like harder bushings but not even you don't even really need that no and i i love these builds i feature them often because this is this is what i love i like that look of the big gt4 lip with the wing it makes the car look longer and then when you lower it looks even more of a long car and you do the right suspension, you do the right setup, and the car's perfect. And I'm not a huge fan of gray. I really don't like silver or gray cars. I, I don't mind them, but I don't Damn. I don't think I'd ever buy Damn. one. <laughs> That's just my personal that preference. Hurts. But this looks good. This one looks like it's chrome. Yeah. You know, it looks like I, it's super shiny. I love space gray. It's probably like I really like it on my car, but it's very subtle. Like, yeah. You know, it's it doesn't really pop out or anything, but I think on the M three it looks so good. That's probably what I would opt for if i got yeah. an e92 m3 i just really like blue blue is like my favorite color whether it's yeah. miami blue or interlagos or monterey blue like anything that's blue is my favorite i'm the same way with red mm-hmm. any type of a dark red you know ferrari red i think red is so nice yeah Molo red is my favorite yeah so i, I 
props to that guy. If you guys, if you want to check him out on Instagram, spacegrade.m3. He's based out of Switzerland, and I'm sure he's going to be posting a lot more. Uh, Six-speed manual, nice interior. looks like solid build. So have fun with that car. Be safe and update us on some pictures in the future. I have another topic I want to talk about. Um, Recently, I've been going back and forth on figuring out what I want to do with my E92 M3 that I have. I I've built it to the point where I'm pretty happy with it. Um, I have a GTS transmission tune that I'm doing hopefully this week, and I have the canards I put on, which we put it too high, so I have to go remount them. And then uh, I'm looking for a set of seats and then to delete the primary cats. And those are like, I'm getting to the end of the build. Like, I'm almost done, which is crazy. I didn't think I'd get here this fast. And I'm at the point, too, where the car is 80,000 miles. I just hit 80,500 this morning, and I think that it... This is the decision I have to make of, do I sell the car where it has good value? I'd say the car is worth between 25000 and 28000 given the fact that I put 10000 into maintenance. Yeah. And I'm at the point where do I sell it where it holds value or just get ready to drive the out of it? Yeah, it's a it's a tough, tough choice, especially since you've done it before you yeah. know, with your E90. So you know what it's going to be like and you know what to expect. Um, but... Yeah, there's also like the temptation of a, a different type of car and building something brand new, you know, starting a fresh slate. So, yeah, and I, I don't know. The problem is, too, it's not a problem, but my audience is so focused on BMW that obviously I want to stay in that lane. And yeah. there's there's nothing else I want that you go to the F80 M3, which is what I'm considering. That's the only thing I'm really thinking about. And I don't really want anything older. I want a newer car with good technology and feels, uh, I think, biggest thing is faster i want a turbo car yeah i miss having a turbo car my subaru was the fastest thing i ever owned and then so let's say you go to an f80 m3 you're looking at between forty thousand to sixty thousand dollars on a car and then there's a gap between sixty thousand dollars to a hundred and fifty thousand dollar car which is the gt3 rs yeah i don't know what i'd buy i don't want a gtr anymore I really don't care about the Gallardo. That's a car for way down the line. Just oh, having yeah. my collection, That's like a dream car, like a six speed manual car. I just don't have the want that I used to. Now I want something practical. That's comfortable, but I can also have five hundred horsepower in. I think honestly, I, I didn't think about this in just until right now. You should consider the one M. You think so? It has the engine that my car has twin turbo. Obviously you can make, you could upgrade the turbos do crazy power. Or not crazy power, but you can make 500 easy yeah. all day without adding any like crazy mods on it. Uh, it has the LSD from the M3, uh, suspension set up from the M3. It's smaller. It will drive exactly how you want it to because you're used to the mm-hmm. M3, but it has the tuning potential. And best part about it is they hold their value like crazy. Yeah. They are still, you know, cars with... 10,000 or cars with like low mileage, like 2,000 miles are like 70K. Damn. $70,000 for a car that's that old. Yeah. <laughs> that I, I don't know. I, I do like that car a lot. Um, I just, I'm trying to cater to the videos I make and the, the, the demographic that I have right now. And the only other step I can think of is an M4 or an M3, which I would lean towards an M3 just because I like four doors. And the problem is though, dude, like they look great. You can do, a big rear tire you can do downpipe and a tune and some window tint and it's like a it's a great car but i just don't like the sound that much which i guess doesn't matter but i love the v8 in my car I, I, i'm torn so the next couple of days i'll just be doing some thinking and um 
with what's going on in the world right now, having this M3 is killing me because the gas and everything drive an hour a day. But yeah, regardless, I'm very thankful to own the car and I love it. But I think that in my mind, you know, I'm like, I'm looking at something else. I'm looking at F80 M3s, especially with the price point and what you can do to them. And it's my audience. And well, I, I think it's just the right move. I think it would be a really good choice for you. I mean, it would open up a whole different door for you that you can make them sound pretty decent, like pretty good. Obviously, it's never going to sound like the NAV8 that you have right yeah. now. Um, the biggest downside, I've actually talked to a couple owners that have gone through having an E92 M3 and then F80 M3. And the biggest thing that people say is that the steering is just not connected. So yep. the, the electronic steering is just kind of meh. Like it mm-hmm. doesn't doesn't feel that good. But if you're not going to the canyons all the time or doing it the track all the time, I don't think it's a huge deal. Um, but they said everything else about it is superior to the 92 M3. You know, it's faster. The suspension is better. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So yeah, I think depending on whether that really matters to you a lot, then might be, might be a good choice. Not really. I'm looking at just having a little bit more power, a little bit more comfortability and something that feels a little bit newer. Um, the, M- yeah. the E92 is just starting to feel a little bit dated and, uh, I don't know. I mean, I love the car. I just, I think that I've had my time with it. I've, I'm getting to the point where I'm like, okay, I, I got the E90, got the E92. I'm, I built both of them and I'm yeah. pretty happy with it. So I'd like to have a car that's turboed. But uh, speaking of E92s, the last topic of the day, got five minutes left. I was browsing for these F80s to show you guys some pictures of them so I could screenshot, screenshot some stuff. And I happened to go across a 2013 Dakar Yellow E92 M3. This is one rare car. It looks like they said that there were only 23 made from 2011 to 2013 in that color from the factory has a black interior, all carbon fiber trim, DCT transmission with 23,000 miles, and they're asking $37,000. I feel like that's pretty reasonable for an individual car like this or a specialty car. Yeah. I I personally think that maybe, I think if it was manual, this price would make sense, but I think it's a $32,000 car, maybe $30,000 car. I mean, the color is definitely like a, a huge, huge thing for these. Um I don't know. Dakar yellow is like my favorite specialty color for this car. And it is super rare. Mm-hmm. Um, I think the price is like about fair. Um, but I, I think if it was manual. Yeah. That's the hard part. This car is older. And it also is a 2013. So it's the last year. That yeah, it built. that's true. I mean, I think it's a pretty good deal. I just, if it was manual, it'd be a little more of a purist car. I'm curious to know how many they did in this color in this spec with the manual gearbox. Yeah. Probably like, you i'd say five about it yeah. yeah i wouldn't i wouldn't really know i know there's a uh there's a dakar yellow one in, in la uh e90 which is pretty rare but i think it I, I don't know it's it's hard to say the value of these cars are always up to you on what you think they should be worth i paid forty thousand dollars for my e90 um which had fifty thousand miles on it but it was interlagos black interior manual slick top i was like i'm i just want this car man i don't want to haggle with anybody but yeah this this car is pretty cool i like the color i like the interior the the colors to me, uh, not not a huge deal. As as long I, I was looking for the inner logos back then, but now I'm like, eh, I wrap all my cars, so it's not the biggest deal to me. Yeah, if I was more of a collector, like down the road, I definitely will be. I totally get something like this. It has no badge on the back. You see that? There's no M3 badge on the rear. I wonder what the story is with uh, that. Someone took it off. I don't know. That's a that's a weird one. It says it's a four owner car, clear of anything. Title checks good. Accident check no issues reported. It's in Burbank, California, which is about an hour from us here in Irvine. So I don't know, man. I'd love to go check out some of these cars. We should make some vlogs going looking at these. Yeah, I'd love to go. Except for nothing's open right now. I know. That's the problem. Parker, this topic is yours. we got two minutes left. 
All right, so we'll make it quick. <laughs> um, so I just want to talk a little bit, uh, and this kind of has to do with uh, both Spencer and I kind of wanting to get into different cars. Uh, just the idea of moving on from something, and once you get your that uh, idea in your mind, you're kind of in a different headspace. So you kind of, even, even if you haven't sold your car yet or found the perfect car uh, to get into, you know, you your your head is already there and moved on. So I feel like that's where you're at right now with the F80. Like you kind of already, you thought about it, you considered it, you justified it. So you're kind of already moved on yeah. a little bit. I think instead of wasting time, you just got to make a decision and do it. But then you start to fall into the place of, are you going to regret it? Yeah. Because I regret selling my E90. Yeah. I really do. I wish I would have kept that car and really did more videos on it. And I just, I wasn't, I wasn't in the right headspace then. But now I start to have to question more of like, am I going to miss it? I put so yeah. much time and money into it. Well, am I going to be sad or am I going to be happy? Right. So right. that's what you have to weigh out in your head. Definitely. Well, that's about it. And uh, that was our last topic. And we're almost to 30 minutes, which is our limit. So thank you everyone for watching another podcast. Um, we appreciate it. And it seems like our po the podcast is growing pretty quickly. What do you we're, have to say? We're very happy with the results. We love seeing the comments come in. We love seeing you guys on Instagram tagging us on your stories. It means a lot. We're uh, we're always open to getting uh, ideas and suggestions and submissions of people saying, hey, here's a cool car that I found. Yeah. If you're ever on car, uh, cars.com or CarGuru, send us stuff you find. Um, if you're on Instagram, send them to us. Any builds or anything you want us to feature, we're open to talking about not just BMWs. I'd say anything. Anything, yeah. yeah. Any car. Cool. All right. Well, thank you guys so much for watching. If you're on YouTube, please hit the thumbs up button and subscribe. Uh, I don't know how, what you do on Spotify or Apple Store, but do whatever you can to support us. I appreciate it. Yep. Uh, we'll see you in the next podcast. Thank you. Bye. See you.